Shalom, I am Alan. And I am Leontine. Alan and I are professional tour guides, friends, and immigrants to Israel. In this podcast, we talk about everything Israel and our life here. I moved to Israel, fulfilling a lifelong dream after 30 years as a trial lawyer in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have a lot to say about my homeland. And I was born in Holland, then lived and worked as a licensed tour guide in France and ended my journey living and working in Israel. Yalla, let's go! Hey, Ellen. Hey, Leontine. Shavua Tov. A good week to you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? How you? was your week? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah? Uh, so this <laughs> this this week, I was in uh, Jordan uh, once again. again. Yeah, wow. Can you believe it? So I've been to Jordan. I think this is my fifth trip into Jordan since uh, summer. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of uh, particularly Americans that come to Israel, they, they read about the uh, wonder of the world. They know that Petra is where Indiana Jones filmed uh, the movie. Uh, so they all want to go to Petra, particularly the, people that the have Dutch been here. Too. The Dutch, Dutch too. Yeah. yeah, they do mix. They do the two together. So, but yeah. and, and I find myself where they say they want me to come with them, even though I can't do the actual guiding there. So I just go and, and go along for the ride and have a good time. You know, Petra's great. It is a wonder of the world. Mm-hmm. I love Wadi Rum. So I love going to Wadi Rum, which is where uh, Lawrence of Arabia trained the Jordan Legionnaires. It's an open, beautiful canyon and mountains and different colors. Reminds me of, of Mars, like mm. uh, the planet Mars. Okay. In fact, I think they filmed the movie. I don't know if it's called Mars or what it, whatever it is. They've, they've filmed many movies there, but it's, it's actually quite stunning, the landscape. Um, so... I've I've enjoyed going. Okay. Uh, as long as they want me to come along, and, I'm, and what I'm you, willing. You you help them. I don't know. You're in charge of uh, the driver, or you? What do you do Look, exactly? Look, I set everything up. I work with the agencies. You know, I, and they arrange everything. They arrange the drivers and the guides, and and we just go in, and they just want me, kind of uh, hand holding. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and I give them the option. If they want to take me, they can take me. If they don't, I'll stay behind in a lot and wait for them and we'll mm-hmm. continue uh, the tour. So okay, so you're more like a tour leader when you're there. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, like, okay. a, like a tour leader. Yes, exactly. That's a good description. Never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, nice. Yeah. yeah, how was your week? So my week was good. I, I made um, a stunning discovery. <laughs> are you ready? I You know, um, when we are in the old city... And we are in those three parallel alleys in the middle of the old city that were built by the Crusaders. You know, I have a passion for the Crusaders. In the in the Muslim quarter, you have the three parallel alleys that were built where the main Roman street used the, to be, the, the butch- Cardo. The Butcher Street, the Spy yeah. Street, and the Silversmith yes, yes, Street. Yes, yes, yes. And there is, um, I learned that the Crusaders... When they were there, they, the one of the alleys, they call, called it the alley of the mal cuisine, which means of the bad kitchen, because, uh, you know, coming from France, even in the Middle Ages, you know, they were having grilled swine and uh, deer and I don't know what all the things, you know, they were eating uh, kilos of garlic and uh, having all the wine and the beer and so on. So when they arrived here... 
of course, not much alcohol because uh, there were all the Muslims around and um, they were having pita bread in fr- instead of baguettes, maybe. Hummus, can you imagine when you are used to... <laughs> How savage. <laughs> yeah, so they called it the uh, one of the alleys where the all the, I guess, the little restaurants where they call it the, the alley of the mal cuisine, the, the bad kitchen. So I thought it was a funny discovery that, uh, that is i think that yeah. i think that's the butcher street because it was the where they they had the the meat markets and the slaughterhouses ah. uh, and they still do it's yes it's still today right right yeah. well um, i guess is that that's where they i don't know exactly where i think it was the middle alley but it doesn't matter i thought it was kind of funny because it turns out that the, the crusaders they gi- gave different names to the alleys so the ma- mal cuisine, mal cuisine. <laughs> reminds me of a uh, monty python uh, they're eating in the middle of the medieval period and they're stuffing their faces bar, rar, 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 and and the, the the guy says, "How do you feel?" The the waiter comes to the table of the the night and says, "How do you feel?" He says, "Better." <laughs> he says, "Better." He says, "Better." Get me a bucket. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I love Monty Python. <laughs> that's really great. So that yeah. So that was my little. And I have a few other discoveries, but we'll do a whole podcast about them because I, I think it's worthwhile. Anyway, we are talking today about Rosh Ha'ain. Uh, I I still don't know how you pronounce the the ein ein. We, you have to pronounce it with your uh, throat. The Rosh Ha'ain is a, a modern city today. It means the head of the source. Um, but there is a lot, a lot, a lot of history there. And we, Ellen and I, have a special connection with Rosh Ha'ain because this is where the very, very first field trip that we ever did with the tour guide school, we went to a place very close to Rosh Ha'ain, uh, Eben Ezer. I, couldn't, I could not, for the life of me, here I came, I moved from uh, the U.S. to Israel. Yeah. I'm in this course. I've spent... Uh, the, uh, a few a few courses getting through this this uh, prehistory horrible horrible prehistory and then we're in the biblical yeah remember the guy's name um, um, uh, he, he spoke very fast uh, <laughs> uh, all this biblical history yes. and he's talking about uh, I, things I, that that rocked my world to be honest with you and and, and we didn't go on 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 a tiulim on on tours on these uh, field trips for for a while yeah. And all of a sudden, they put us on a bus and they take us off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, off I mean, a, nowhere on the side of the highway. We Remember had to the get bus? Off, the bus course. got hit. Yes, by another bus. Yeah, because you pull off on the side of the road and it's and you're, you're crawling through the thickets and where are we going, yeah. for God's sakes? And we ended up at, at, at Ebenezer, which Ebenezer. is a very very important biblical site because this is where the Philistines. Uh, took the um, Ark of the Covenant from the Israelites. This was uh, the final battle where the Philistines uh, won and took the, you know, the, the Israelites brought the Ark of the Covenant to give them motivation and strength, and it was not a good thing to do. The Philistines uh, won, took the Ark of the Covenant, and then it was uh, one big disaster after another. Eh? We know that when, but then we'll go back to Russia, Ein, when uh, they announced the fact that uh, the uh, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines, the high priest, he dropped dead. So he was so shocked by the news. But uh, that's, uh, that's but in Shiloh. So, so yeah. when when you go, the, yeah. the Shiloh is where the Ark yeah. came from, yeah. to, to Ibn Ezra, uh, which yes. I think it's, uh, I think it, uh, today it's called Kirbet, uh, Kirbet Sarta, I think. Um, but when you... Get finally get through the tall weeds and the. Uh, I think that's the first time I saw 
a an almond mustard seed almond oh. almond tree okay and ah, a mustard seed mustard that's right seeds, we, yeah. we actually ate the yes. the plant yes um so so once we got up to the site it was like this archaeology still yeah. in the tall weeds I mean, it was really way off yeah. off uh, the beaten path uh and you saw silos and we, we were introduced to the israelite four-room houses yeah. but the one thing do you remember what they found there that was so much like yeah the, uh like uh, the alpha the alphabet a sign yeah. with an alphabet it was the earliest yes uh hebrew inscription found yeah. mm-hmm. to date uh, and they think maybe it was a teaching tablet or something for yeah. for school because it was the alphabet of yeah. the ancient Hebrew. Yeah. So I I still w- I'll always remember that that, yeah. that that tour. No, it's a great it's a great site, but to, to get there was, uh, but uh, was 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 challenging. So that's all uh, Russia. I and there's a lot a lot a lot to see. So well, Ebenezer is one of them. So first of all, Russia I is uh, more or less between. Um, uh, I would say Tel Aviv and Ariel, more or less. Is that which right? Which you're saying is Tel Aviv, which is the coast, yeah. and the Sumerian Mountains, yes. which is Ariel, which yeah. is up in the Shimron, right. which is the northern West Bank. Right. So it's uh, along what is now Road 6, but it, uh, that used that's now a, a highway, a very modern highway, but it used to be the road or the path that went from the north to the south or the south to the north, that we we uh, historians call the Via Maris, the road by the sea. So it's a, it's a path that goes from the north to the south, parallel with the seashore, but not along the sea because I- between the sea and that path you had marshes, so you couldn't you had to have the path a little bit um, away from the sea, but not too far because then you otherwise you were walking through the mountains, and you wanted to have a flat road. So um, uh, Rosh Ha'ain, as I said, means the head of the source, because there is the several water sources that give water to a uh, river Yarkon that I, flows is, from is there to... Ain, uh, its source, but could it also be like Ain, which is spring? Springs, yes, yes. The, the, the head of the springs? Springs, yes. Water source or springs. Is it not the same? No. Uh, maybe. Uh, okay. Uh, well, know, head of the springs, I, I yeah. Our heads are in two different places. For, that's for sure. Um, so lots of springs and the water from the springs uh, creates the Yarkon River, which is a co- actually a very wide, short river, but a very wide. It goes from there to the north of Tel Aviv. Um, so, of course, when you had uh, traders, merchants coming from, let's say, Egypt, going all the way to Lebanon uh, with their uh, goods, then um, they were going along this path, and then they stopped there, of course, because there was water. And so over the centuries, so for the last 6,000 years, people have built fortresses there, not only to create a hostel, but also to uh, ask money. If you want to continue, uh, ah, it's we like want the you to road. pay money. I mean, that was the main highway. Yeah. You, you called Which it the it Via Maris, is, by the way. That was The Via Maris was Roman period when they would pave the road. Yeah. Before the Romans, it was still the main path. And uh, Chaim always liked to call it uh, ancient highway number one. Exactly. So for anybody that lives in California and always thinks of their highway number one as the first highway, uh, uh, so Rosh Ayan, uh and this fortress area, the head of the springs, is actually on ancient original highway number one, which is not surprising why when you go to Rosh Ayan you have all these incredible uh, settlements and archaeological sites that you find. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So first of all, the oldest one, uh, that you can see there is Ebenezer. So this is um, a settlement 
from about, uh, I would say, what is it, 1200 years, 12, 1300 years be before the year zero, 1200 years before the year zero. Um, uh, then, you know, because where you have water, you have people living uh, there. Because eh? water used to, used to be scarce in, uh, in uh, Israel. Um, and so that is the first thing you see. The, the second uh, thing that you'll see going uh, chronological is um, a Roman city. So we know that King Herod built uh, a city there a few years before he died. And um, he named it after his father, whose name was Antipator. So the city was called Antipatras. Uh, and um, uh, there, you, when you walk around there, you see the Cardo, the main street going from north to south. You have a theater, you have houses, you have shops. Uh, there is still uh, a lot to see. And you know, uh, ant, uh, it, it, that is actually an Antipatris is mm -hmm. actually mentioned in, yes. the, uh, in the Acts of Apostles yeah. in the New Testament because mm -hmm. it's the place where the Romans, when they put uh, Saul, who becomes Paul, Paul. Uh, under arrest, uh, and he is taken off to Caesarea. Along the way, they stop at this this Roman Herodian city of uh, Antipatris. Exactly, because it was a too long of a trip to take him from Jerusalem to Caesarea in one day, so they had to stop in Russia. Exactly, so it's mentioned. Um, then uh, the the in the the time of the Crusaders, my favorite uh, period. The Crusaders, they build a fortress there. They call it Mirabel. Mirabel is very pretty because it's a plum, actually. So um, they call it the Mirabel uh, Fortress, and it was a fortress for pilgrims. That That's arrived. funny. I've always called it Mirable. Mirable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's cute. Um, the, so the pilgrims that arrived in Akko... Um, then on their way to Jerusalem, they would stop there, pay taxes to continue, of course, and have uh, fresh water. And then uh, later, when the, the, the Ottoman come here, they will build there a huge fortress as well that they call the Pinar Bashi, which is Turkish, which means the fountainhead <coughs> or the head of the springs. So it's exactly the same uh, name. Now, the British that arrived here in the early 1900s, they uh, built the pumping station, the first pumping station there. And the water that was pumped from the springs was actually uh, then uh, brought to Jerusalem. So the first drinking water that came out of um, water tap here in Jerusalem was the water from Rosha Yeah, when you're driving along Highway 1 to Jerusalem, you can see the two British yeah. pumping stations that are pumping water from the area of Rosh Ain. Exactly, on the way. Today, yeah. th I, I don't know if you're going to say this, but the, the Mukarot, which is the water uh, national water uh, company, which manages the water, mm -hmm. um, still has the pumping station there to pump water from the Canaret, the Sea of Galilee, uh, to the, the Negev. Uh, they're not using it as much as they once did, but, but the water station is still there. Exactly, exactly. And um, uh, by the way, I, uh, I, I, I remember that suddenly came back to me in a flash. Uh, in 1948, the Iraqi forces, the Iraqi army was one of the armies fighting uh, the new Israel. And um, Iraq, the Iraqi forces arrived all the way to Rosh Ha'in. And um, they took Rosh Ha'in, which was, of course, a very again, very strategic. Eh? It's on the highway, you have all the water. But in the end, they uh, were chased away by the Palmach. 
But when you go there in the water pumping uh, building that is still standing there, you can see the bullets, uh, the traces of bullet holes in the in the place. So now, so when you you go there, there is so much to visit in uh, in uh, in this in one and the same area. And <coughs> the last thing that you can do there actually, when you go, especially with smaller children, you can actually there are places where you can go into the water. So it's not very deep. You cannot really swim, but with little children, it's a lot of fun. In the summertime, it gets. Too crowded for me. It's uh, filled yeah. with uh, young families yeah. uh, enjoying the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. abundant uh, abundance of water. Yeah, but it's a, it's a beautiful sight and it's quite big, so there's a lot uh, a lot to see. That, so that's why I wanted to talk about Russia Ain because it's not something that you would propose easily on a visit if people want to uh, have a week to visit. But actually, there's a lot to see. Uh, ah, I I forgot one. Uh, we we have not such a long time ago during COVID with Eva and Shmuel. I have a memory of us going through the long high grass, going up a hill opposite the new uh, city of ha- Russia Ain, where we found the um, mosaic and the floor of a Byzantine uh, monastery. Byzantine period is about between the 300s and 500s, fi- 300s and 600s, sorry, uh, when Christians built uh, monasteries and churches all over the country. So we found that as well. Well, where they have that mosaic, mm-hmm. they not only found the mosaic from a Byzantine church, we went up to the tall weeds and up to the hill, the yeah. hilltop. Yeah. Uh, what we were seeing, uh, I don't know if you remember, was actually a, a, a village, a farm yeah. from the uh, uh, Iron Age, from the Israelite period. Yeah. Uh, and then it became, um, during the Byzantine period, it became a, a monastery and church. But if you're thinking about going back there, Okay, it doesn't look the same as when you and I went with uh, no. Ava and Shmuel. No. Today, there's a whole neighborhood of tall yeah. buildings surrounding this little place yeah. because this was a. They discovered it during a salvage excavation. They were excavating to build the the neighborhood. Yeah, and they discovered this beautiful mosaic floor and this farm, and it's uh, it's it was quite impressive. And we just kind of heard about it. And yeah, went and kind of climbed up that hill yes yes when we still had a lot of time and uh, had nothing else to do than to discover all those places so that there is a lot to see we also i remember we went to see the mirabel the crusader fortress that they have um, been uh, restoring and i think they're even after we went they have still uh, continued to restore it and around it they created a big park with also water ponds and so on so it's uh, ah and i remember that we had a very interesting um, meeting there because we, <laughs> we were climbing up to the sheikh uh, uh, sheikh there was a sheikh's yeah, tomb the tomb of a sheikh yeah. of a muslim uh, village leader and um, it was kind of roped off but we s- decided to go anyway and then somebody came from uh, the nature uh, i don't think he was whatever a ranger thought he was going to tell us yes and then alan <laughs> he had a gun on his head. showed yes he had a gun and he was telling us to go and he was shouting and yelling and then alan uh, showed him his guide badge I, 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 <laughs> what i said to him is you have the gun but i have a guide badge i'm a tour guide yes but tour he kicked, guide trump's gun i think he kicked us out anyway no uh, no we we were already <laughs> oh, we done continued. we were coming down the, ah. we were coming down the hill mm. you know we went back um ava shmuel and i i think you must have been on one of your trips we went back too because it wasn't remember the 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 uh, Migdal Tzedek uh, Merable, or you say Merab- yeah. Mirabel, Mirabel. Mirabel. Uh, hadn't yet been reopened um, as the national park that it is today. So we went back to see it. I, ah. You weren't with us that time. Uh, I think yes. I oh, think you were yes. with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. 
So yeah, it's a, it's incredible that you can go to the area of Rosha Ain mm. uh, and see all these these incredible sites, and it's off the beaten track because nobody yeah. stops in Rosha Ain to see these things. Um, but you can really spend a whole day yeah. uh, exploring the area, and it's location, location, location because it's right on ancient highway number one, the Via Maris, and it's not surprising that there was a lot of settlement, um, ancient settlement in that area. Uh, it's also on the edge of the, the mountains, the hills of, yeah. s- of the foothills of the Sumerian mountains. And it's, you see uh, Tel Aviv, you see the skyscrapers of Tel Aviv on the other side. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's a great place. And what, what, uh, so the, there's two things that I prefer there. And then you'll tell me if there, you have something that you prefer. One is the main roads that was uh, laid out in the time of Herod. And uh, the Cardo, and what is really moving, I, I find, is that you have still the uh, traces of the wheels of the carriages that's cut. Oh, yes, t- Tel Afek, yes. where, the, where Antipatris was. Right, where it's cut into the stone. And the other, uh, I, I think it's, it's very, very beautiful, is the, the Ottoman um, fortress. That is a big square uh, fortress with towers at each, each corner. The roof is missing, but otherwise it's in pretty good shape. And I, I think it's very impressive. Uh, you you enter the building through the main entrance and you can really feel what it was like. So those are my two favorites there. Do you have a favorite? Um, I still, you know, you always remember your first. Yeah. So I still go back to uh, Isbet Sart, uh, uh, Is- yeah. uh, Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra, yes. Uh, and uh, just to go into an area and you don't expect to find anything, there's this... Very ancient Israelite city from the from the, the the battle in the Bible between the Philistines and the Israelites. So I still find that to be quite compelling, mm. and it's hard to get to. So you can really impress people that right. Uh, how did you find this? Well, yep. I'm a tour guide. <laughs> so one last question, Ellen. Do you know how to say Rosh Ha'ain with the Ah? <laughs> Do I know how to say anything? The Every time I ein? say something, you correct me. So I'm I'm not going to say... No, no I, because I, it's written with an ayin, in fact. So Rosh ayin. But, you, the but no, ein. I don't have the guttural... I, I can't say no. it. And the reason it's guttural, mm-hmm. uh, because many of the residents of modern day... Look, modern day... We didn't even talk about modern day Rosh It's ein. Yemenite. Eh? Lots of uh, Yemenites. It was yeah. originally mm-hmm. uh, a Mabarot, which mm-hmm. was a um, kind of... Mabarot. Tempor- Mabarot. Uh, <laughs> temporary uh, villages that were established around Israel. Israel yeah. to to absorb uh, immigrants coming from around the world, and Rosh Ha'ayin absorbed Yemenites that came on um, magic carpets, the magic carpet operation. Yes. Yeah. So they were flown in and they put into this village. So you can imagine at the time it was a place, it was a impoverished mm. place. But the city of Rosh Ha'ayin today is a middle to upper class uh, bedroom community for Tel yeah. Aviv. Yeah. Um, so things have changed quite a bit. That's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually well, it's very very modern, but beautiful apartment buildings. So the how do we say Rosha Ein? I don't know. Ein. We we will practice until the end of our lives. Anyway, that was Rosha Ein. Uh, I I thought it was a fun place to talk about it because there's so much to see. I thought it was going to be a little pretty overwhelming. Pretty sure nobody knows you, it. I thought it was going to be an overwhelming topic because mm-hmm. it's Rosh Ayin with about five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things to talk about and see, but you did a great job. Yeah, painting. it's my, because I'm a little bit superficial, so I can... <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what proficial means, do uh, you? Uh, no, 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 I'm Using joking. big words. Joking. So listen, we have a question this week from Sarah from New York. And the question is for you because I don't even know what she's talking about. Uh, she is asking, Ellen, can you find 
cheese whiz in Israel. What on earth is cheese whiz? Ugh, uh, Sarah, <laughs> I don't want to find cheese whiz What's in it? Israel. What is it? Cheese whiz is, is like an artificial cheese that you squirt out of a bottle. Have you ever had uh, um, whipped cream, you know, when you squirt yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is squirt cheese, but it's oh. artificial. It's made of probably poison. So, uh, Sarah, um, is it kosher? I, I, I love you because you listen to our podcast, <laughs> but but we don't need cheese whiz in Israel. But since you asked the question, I did research to mm -hmm. find, and there is actually a couple of stores in Jerusalem, really, that uh, that, that that like to sell American uh, made products. Yeah, they have Oreo cookies and they have you know Jiffy and. Uh, Peter Pan peanut butter and all kinds of American uh, products for, for the Americans that live in and around Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's one um, uh, market in particular in, the, in East Jerusalem. I can't remember the name of it now, and I didn't write it down. Um, but it's a big, big, big supermarket, and they sell uh, cheese Whiz. Ah, so you'll have to buy me one because I have no idea what you're talking about. So by, when you come across... Now, I, I have to say, Susan, I, I do understand you because you know in Tel Aviv there is um, a store called Beatrix which is the name of the former uh, queen of Holland and they sell Dutch products and each time I go to Tel Aviv I go there and I buy Dutch uh, yeah. junk food yeah. from them. It is it is nostalgia. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but I, I remember Cheese Whiz uh, at camp uh, when I went to, to sleepaway camp uh, People used to have the bottles of their cheese whiz shipped by their parents, and they had uh, also shipped to them Nabisco. Uh, what were those crackers called? Uh, now that I'm talking about it, I can't remember. But there was these these uh, crack crackers, and they spritz the the cheese whiz, and uh -huh. it would be a nice little snack. Okay. Uh, okay. Poison. So when you come across one, Ellen, buy me one, please. I want to taste now. So Very that wraps curious. it up today. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. You too. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Yala Israel. Send your questions by email at yalaisraelpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at yalaisraelpodcast. This podcast was made possible with the help of Leia Kramer, our editor, Elliot Musses, our musician, and Shai Aloni, our cover art designer.